Hello and welcome to the 37th episode of Rebound with Resilience, a podcast dedicated to raise your resilience, mindset and mental wellness. And wow, I'm not going to lie, Ita, this is the most excited I've ever been since I started the podcast. Uh, yeah, I know, right? Because of me, <laughs> la, it's, not, it's not why would I, you be so I, ex- I am, uh, I'm going to explode right now, Ita, you got to control me, I'm extremely excited. This is the first episode with our home studio, uh, You can't. Yeah, I guess you can see. And yes, I have with me... Today, a dear friend. Yep. Hopefully, he's a dear friend. <laughs> la. It's yeah. like a, a media cop actor. Right? And right now, my podcast partner, producer, and editor. Basically, everything else. <laughs> okay? So, wow. Ita, I'm so happy to have you. I feel like... Let me tell you something, Ita. Right. I feel like after years of hard work and labor, <laughs> we, we finally gave birth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you think about it, right? The expectation building up to it. And then now... We have given birth and it's basically suffering for the next one, two, three yeah, years. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like a parent right now, la, you know, the baby-proofing the apartment, you know, painting, you know, right. screwing in the chairs and stuff like that. Yeah, basically, yeah, basically I'm a dad now. Yeah, <laughs> you, are, you are the mom, Ida. You're the one that did all the work, actually. I just provided the money <laughs> and the moral support. Wow, uh, what a what a weird a reflection way. of today's society. It's yeah. a good way to put it, right? Okay, but anyway, yeah, I mean, thanks, thanks for joining us today. As you can see, I'm slightly nervous because this is the first time I'm on a new set. But I'm very excited as well. Uh, I think today's episode, right, we are really going to introduce my partner proper. You know, getting to know Ita over here. Um, he is someone that, of course, uh, if you're watching this, you might already know him from his acting. I, I must admit that <laughs> prior to this podcast, I have not watched a single minute of your shows. Yeah, hey, my friend, <laughs> right? Wow, Piang, what is this? Um, yeah, but it's funny, you know, it's really a bit odd, you know, surreal for me to go and look through all your shows while researching you and, and really seeing your acting. I will definitely talk about that later, but I think for viewers who are watching this episode, right, I think you might know Ita from his acting. You might appreciate his acting. Um, he is a, a good actor, but I will say also that even though I have not watched any of his shows, I know him more as someone that um, is really reliable. La. As a friend, he's really reliable and there's a lot more to him than just acting. Uh, he's very passionate about personal development. Um, he has a story to share and uh, a lot of insights. La. He has a lot of deep insights and intellect and he has helped me a lot. You know, so he's not Ho- just a... Hopefully <laughs> I did. Hopefully I did. So, so yeah. beyond his one-word replies, sometimes he might irritate you by his friend, he might irritate you with his one-word replies. But uh, actually beyond that, he cares a lot. Yeah, right, I, I've hopefully. been told that I text very fierce. La. Yeah, yeah, I write one paragraph and then you just reply with a lol. Or I'll probably just like, okay. You know, like sometimes you really don't know what to reply, ma, so you lol. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think now now lol and uh haha has replaced like, you know, awkward silences. Yeah. I, I think I think that's how I text yeah, previously. Yeah. yeah. But it's okay, I guess I guess moving forward we probably have to text a lot more. Yeah. Uh but yeah, I mean going back to the point, right? I think today's really podcast is really about Ita. Right, I want to introduce Ita as my new uh, podcast partner, co-host, and of course, you know, he's going to be doing all the side card, or no, la. he's going to be doing the editing. So today, I just want to talk about your story, Ita, you know, your life story, how you got into acting, what are the challenges you go through, um, and eventually to where you are today, like content creating, producing, entrepreneurship as well. Um, so hopefully, the, you know, you can take away some lessons from Ita's story and know him more la, than just an actor on screen. Yeah, hopefully my okay. life don't bore people, lah. Yeah. No, it won't, it won't. I'm sh- yeah. I mean, 
I'm so looking forward. It, it's always something that I always thought about, right? It's like, um, uh, cause acting is a very yeah. fun thing, right? But um, internally, my life may not be as exciting. La. So because there's a disparity, right? So that's why, that's why I always feel that not everybody wants to pay attention to why, why I actually do, mm. but more on like what, uh, what results I'm getting. La. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think you told me this before. So I mean, I felt the same way, but I'm glad we had a discussion uh, because you have a platform and you have a story that, as in, I know you that you have so much insight and, and wisdom to share. And so I'm just glad uh, we're able to do this. Mm, mm, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm very glad to yeah, so so that I can appear on the screen more. Yeah. <laughs> okay, nice. That's, that's a good reason also. Okay, so I guess I guess we can begin. So the outline of today's podcast, like I said, uh, we're going to talk about Dar's motivations. But before that, and of course acting, but before that, I want to know, right, like from childhood, like what were you like? Like what, what excited you and what do you hate the most? Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, so when, when I was growing up, uh, yeah, so my family background, I grew up in a dual income family, mm. right? So my parents were both working. So uh, very young, I was uh, exposed to the system of just being alone, lah. I guess, yeah. So uh, when, when I was young, my grandparents took care of me for a while. Mm. Then after that, it, it became like neighbors. Mm. After it became like childcare, student care. Okay. So yeah, because I was always surrounded by friends and stuff like okay. that, right? So because of that, um, my my childhood, I was already pretty extroverted. Now, not so much, right? But previously, okay. I was very, very extroverted. Um, yeah, so because you grew up in a environment with a lot of your peers, right? It's natural it's, it's natural for me to learn how to mingle with people. Uh, okay. And uh, to a certain extent, I also love performing for some reason. Right. I, I never understood why. But right. um, yeah, so I very, very I remember very, very clearly. Even before when I was acting, right? When I, when I was five, um, that I, my house used to have a lot of CDs, right? Video, yep. Videos and stuff like that. So there's this CD, uh, it's a concert by Zhou Hachen, one of the very famous uh, mental pop singers, right? Sure. Uh, actually, it's not mental pop, but yeah. So so that era, that era of singer. Right. So I, I remember... Um, running around the house and uh, jumping up and down the sofa, you know, practicing like I'm the singer, you know, cause mm, concerts, really? yeah, wow. yeah because like concerts, they will, they will run around yeah, different, yeah, yeah, different yeah. portions, right? So I would like mimic, wow. mimic that timing. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. Wow. So that, that's what excited you la, when you were uh, younger and then yeah, brought so, you joy. Yeah. So I, I guess for me, excited me the most was uh, playing out stories in my mind. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, you know, when you're a child, uh, when, when you're young, you, you'll be like thinking, you know, how, You'll be like playing with your imaginary friends and stuff like mm. that. But that one, that one stuck with me a lot more. Mm. Uh, partly because I grew up with a TV. Like okay. uh, I, I was really just glued to the TV. So okay. because of that, I had a lot more content as compared to other people who parents are more restricting on their In TV terms of time. input. La. Yeah. Content there, input. Yeah, la. there was a lot more input. And right. um, the, the way I interacted with my uh, father especially is all okay. about um, him telling me stories most of the time. Interesting. So because okay. of that, um, there, was, there, was a, there was a strong interest la, in terms of uh, reading stories, understand stories and, uh, understanding stories and learning and gaining a right, lot of right. input. Yep. Yeah, in fact, I've not, I've not known this as well, right? And so now it kind of makes sense because um, he does an encyclopedia. <laughs> I always say, he knows a little bit about a lot, sometimes a lot about a lot. And every time I'm not sure about something, I'll ask him, he kind of tends to know something about it. Yeah, uh, Google oh. is your best friend, la, but uh, next to it is me. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, and I knew you also partly watch a lot of shows and watch a lot of videos because of that bit of escapism as well, right? Yes, correct. So um, naturally, because... Uh, okay, so as a single child, yeah. Yeah, so different different stages right. encounter different situations, right? So uh, especially in my childhood, uh, I watched a lot of it because there wasn't much to do anyway. Right, right. Yeah, so um, right. Uh, I, I was well provided for materially. 
Mm. But uh, in terms of uh, emotionally, a bit lagging lah. Cause sure. um, single child, and yeah, single child and okay. everything. So, uh, the easiest way to compensate it is to watch videos, right? Okay. Uh, watching watching TV lah back then. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we'll talk about that later. I know that evolved later into something that was not very healthy. Mm. But I think I think we'll talk about that in a bit. So yep. um, it's like a hook. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, stay yeah, tuned. Yeah, yeah. But I guess because of that, also you went to drama club, and then you also transitioned to media club at a very young age. So we talk about how you actually got into acting. Right, right. Uh, okay. So back then, the situation is a bit more different than currently. Okay. So uh, previously, Media Corp uh, did a lot more uh, on of their own productions. Mm. So uh, so back then, even the children show, you know, the Lolo War thing. So, so I actually okay. came in right before Lolo War was a thing. Okay. Yeah. So uh, back then, Media Corp was... Uh, uh, was uh, looking for a lot of child actors because yep. there was a lot of children programming back then. So uh, yeah, so I was uh, I I I signed up for a Chinese speech and drama class uh, okay. at a CC for some reason. I can't remember <laughs> what the exact reason. Uh, yeah. Okay. So so when I went in there, uh, the trainers are basically all uh, current or ex Mediacorp actors previously. Okay. Uh, not necessarily signed, but they were acting quite. They're in the scene, right? Yeah, okay. they were in the scene. So uh, it is very natural back then for Mediacorp to ask. Uh, you know, speech and drama uh, teachers to recommend uh, like potential cast. Okay. So so yeah, apparently my name was part of it. Then I went went for an audition lah. Then that's how I got my first role. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay. So yeah, talk to me about your first role, right? I'm sure the first time on set was I had some anxiety and surely there'd be some fear, right? Or you just uh, went in and said, okay, I'm gonna cast you. Like, how was the casting process like? Uh, oh, actually, I don't remember the casting <laughs> process. Honestly, I don't remember. But okay, uh, okay so uh, MediaCorp now changed the office, right? Now, yeah. now it's at Bonavista, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So previously it was at uh, Carroll Court. Okay. So it was a very dingy place. Let me tell you that, because because uh, it was it has been there since like MediaCorp actually started. Uh, yeah, okay. So because of that, the building then run down, right? So so I was um, uh, the office also uh, it was like white but like a bit washed up white, so it looked mm. very creepy, right? So so I remember I went there. Um, the the office um yeah so basically me and my mother went right, right. so my mother brought me there then uh, yeah I met met this uh lady Jessie yeah if I remember the name correctly Jessie okay. uh cause previously we we connected on Facebook also uh, okay. but but I haven't been ca- uh, catching up la, but sure. yeah so um Jessie right then there was a casting process la. so uh, okay. Corp's casting process. I don't know currently lah, but back yeah. then was slightly more simple. So uh, there was the standard, you know, take your profile shots and stuff like that. Right. Then after that, then uh, do a self introduction. Okay. Then of course, uh, I don't remember running a scene. Like I don't remember playing a scene. Right. So so I think it was like cause children, so it was like a bit more casual lah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I mean, you got in, and then the first time on set, you told me that you cried randomly. Uh, no, so <laughs> so it, it wasn't on that day, but okay. it was true. Uh, somewhere during the production, yeah. la, right? And just for some context, how old were you back then? Uh, seven. Uh, it was seven. really young, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. I watched the first show. Uh, it's actually on me watch, right? Uh, yeah. You were yeah, it's, yeah, it's still on me watch. So I'm actually very glad because previously I couldn't find all this stuff. Right. So, so with me watch, uh, at least my memories are stored somewhere, la. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember you wearing a yellow shirt. Uh, it was uh, was that your first show? It was. Right, woman yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So so uh yeah if you if you watch the uh if you watch the starting it's like a bunch of kids playing yeah, uh, yeah, football, yeah, football right then the the shortest, the fattest, the <laughs> darkest kid that was me. Yeah, yeah. No, but he was quite cute. I mean now, okay. Yes, I, I, he's still I'm hoping cute. for now handsome lah. Previously very cute, right? Now handsome, yeah. Yeah, but your eyes were big, were round, and then you were you were round, like you said. Yeah, yeah. Um and I'm gonna talk about that also because I feel like your roles, right, along the way are kind of very similar because of the way you looked and everything. It mm, kind of casted mm, you in mm, similar roles. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure whether they play an impact onto how you perceive yourself or whether the pressure and everything. 
um, guess we can we can talk about that. But um, when you first in that, you were really young, um, like seven, roaming around the set, <laughs> laughing. Yeah. Um, do you remember any of that? Yeah, yeah. I, I remember very clearly on my first day, first day yeah. on, on on the shoot. So uh, there was this scene between me and the other lead, cause children ma, so yeah, we, yeah. Are, we are the leads, right? So it's about me snatching, it's either him snatching the bag from me or I snatch the bag from yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. but oh, <laughs> from, on that day, I just cannot stop laughing, no. Then yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't even remember why I was laughing. That was the worst part. Okay. Uh, so I, I, Every time the director cut, then it, be- yeah. it because of me laughing, right? So like you, I, I can still remember seeing the director face change. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was very obvious that the director was not pleased. Losing but, his patience. Yeah, right? but at that time I, cause first time on set, so I, I really don't know what I was doing. Then uh, mm-hmm. I really cannot control what I was doing as well. Okay. So but but eventually we got it done lah. Then then uh from there on, I wouldn't say smooth sailing, but uh things lah and we become better lah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I think we're going to talk about that. The transition, the improvement mm. and everything. So, uh, of course, we can talk about acting, right? Acting is something that is uh, traditionally, uh, or at least when people think of acting, they think of a lot of glamour, right? Endorsement, mm. sponsorships, mm. Yep. like fame. Mm. And I guess that's one side of it. Mm. But the other side of it also is um, a lot of pressure. Yep. Uh, men- some, sometimes mental health issues as well. Actors who get into depression and even take their own lives. Yep, yep. Uh, so I, I want to explore these themes because like, this podcast is about resilience and yeah, mental health. It's not right? a two French chatting podcast. Hey, right? yeah. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, among other things it is, but yeah. but yeah. So we want to talk about that. So talk about the impact on yourself, your mindset. At that age, right, having to go and shoot uh, consistently, you were in a lot of children's shows. Yeah, how, how did that play out for you? Was there any pressure to perform? Mm, uh, on set there was, but... Okay. Um, Thankfully, my parents don't give me the added pressure. Okay. Um, because, uh, I I don't know. Okay, my parents give me a lot of freedom, mm. right? Uh, they you know the like they will they will talk about certain things, right? Uh, have you done your homework and yep. stuff like that, right? But uh, apart from that, they don't really dictate what I need to do or what mm. I have to do. Uh, even when young, like um. Like if you look at current parents, right, they always tell their kids that oh, you need to sign up for ballet, a lot yep, of classes yep, lot and stuff of, like yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> my crazy, my, yeah. my parents leave that. Entirely up to me. Okay. Yeah. Um. Like. Uh. I. I started playing tennis because I wanted to, not because yeah. my parents was uh, pressuring me to do it. Right. So. Um. Because of that, I wasn't very very pressurized. Mm. Um. I. Uh. That. That. Okay. Uh. Memories are like that, right? When you look back, everything seems to be nice and good and stuff yeah. like that. But sometimes when you look back, you also realize that there are moments where, hey, this one a bit not right. Uh, mm. Right. So. So I remember very clearly when I was nine. Um. There was this production that I was doing right. So. Okay. Um, the director, the director had a bit of a temper. So, so, uh, yeah. So, okay. so he always take the script and throw at the actors if there's a if there's an NG thing. Uh, but he will he will aim it at the floor, So oh, he doesn't okay, throw sure. at the person, right? But but you're if crushing not, the ball, is it? No, no, no. He but how are you gonna throw no, it? So, that- so the script is evil size, right? Yeah. Then he will just roll into a stick then like that. Oh yeah. 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 Okay, so okay. uh, so yeah. So now that I think okay. of it, it, it borderlines on child abuse, lah, right? But um, oh, they were kids, lah. Yeah, yeah. Back then we were oh, kids. Okay, okay. But even to adult actors, you also do. Okay, okay. Yeah, so so yeah. So but uh mostly it's on set, right? Mm. Because um like children if you go go on to a film set it's like having fun and yeah, everything, yeah, right? Yeah. But uh everybody there was uh really there to do job. Yeah. Right? They okay. they are working and they, they have lines uh they have deadlines to keep, they have timings to keep. Especially yeah. especially for my side of shoots. Okay. Uh cause I my uh it, it just happens that most of my shoots are outdoors. Mm. Right, so because of that, uh, sunlight was an issue, especially mm. if you are shooting a daytime scene. So, so that is always the pressure, la. But apart from that, actually, not too much when I was young. Yeah. Okay. 
so we're just going the flow and then just learning on the job and, and, yep, and, yep, and yep. everything. Because acting, like, you know, in general, it is mm-hmm. like a craft, right? It is something that you can, uh, if you're good at it, it's really like very, I mean, act, good actors are very charismatic and essentially they are yep. able to really bring out certain emotions, right? But I think mm-hmm. I was talking to you, you were saying that different class uh, <laughs> as well. No, okay. Um, so, um, because... Uh, acting is something I personally feel like I don't know whether it's true yeah. for other people but uh, when you when audiences look at acting they just look, see the end result okay. right they don't they don't see what how the actors actually get to that point mm. so so yeah so I was sharing with, with Kevin previously that um, there, there are generally two types of actors okay. but uh, most of most of the techniques used are actually across the spectrum okay. actually yeah so um so there's classically trained actors, which is okay. uh they will they will perform to the scene whenever needed, right? right. But uh, there's also the meta self acting where they will try to simulate in their environment as as close to what they can uh, experience to the scene okay. as possible. Then they will they will express express it, uh, so it right. helps them actually. They re-embody it, uh, Yeah. So right. basically, like you know, you heard of stories about like Shenmue. actors, the uh, when you when they go on like movie sets, then they, they can't. Pres- yeah. Yeah. Like uh. It Shenmue. Yeah, example, Christian Bale. Right? Christian Bale was one thing. Uh, remember Jared Leto? So uh, yeah. he played the Joker, right? So he did a lot of crazy stuff as well. Right, like he started right, right. sending like uh, used condoms, uh, yeah, yeah. dead rats to his castmates. Even like this kind of people, you you're not a very good human being, like, yeah, But it yeah. does bring you. It does help. It help you, you to kind role. of embody that role yeah, right, yeah, eventually, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Does, I would yeah. imagine as well. Wow, that's fascinating. Yep. Um, but yours was of course more of the method based, like, wasn't uh, really Actually, not really. Yeah. Um, yeah. previously when I was young, um. Because honestly, there wasn't too much expectations of children actors okay. with regards to children shows. So I was more—I wasn't even like classically trained. I just like yeah. uh, do what is needed. Then mm. um, I, I guess that becomes more classically trained because uh, mm. people just look at it and tell you, you need to do this, you need to sure. do this, you need to do this. Then, um, then yeah, I just do. Okay. Yeah. Odd question. I, uh, kind of a slight digression. Yeah. Um, do you know how to cry on set? Uh, do you train yourself to cry on set? Okay, I can tear. Okay. But uh, crying has always been a big problem for me. I, uh, okay. On set, I only did it once with the with one of the help of uh, one of the best makeup artists I know, uh, Dolly oh. Dolly Sia. If y'all if y'all don't know, can can check her out. Okay. Right, she's uh she's one of the best makeup artists I know. Uh, not just in terms of her craft, she's she's okay. very good at her craft. Right. Uh, but apart from that, because she has worked with a lot of different actors, right? So yeah. she really does know how to build a relationship and help the actors. Mm. So so I remember that that scene very clearly. So this was when I was slightly older, when I was like in, um, where was like. 18, 19. Mm. I was shooting the movie, right? Mm. Then um then there was this scene where I had to get tortured, right? So so um it uh, at that time I was it, it's really just me, then her just getting in my head and telling me, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it's gonna, that. yeah, it's just yeah. gonna uh, it just really brings me into the environment that like I'm You're I, really gonna get yeah, tortured. I'm like, okay. It it really does borderline on. It doesn't it does go closer and closer towards psychological torture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of yeah Wow. Yep. Okay, but I think you did tell me that there's a way to train yourself to, to cry. Uh, it's a like classical condition. Yes, right? correct. So so the most uh the 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 easiest thing that uh, uh sorry, the most common advice that uh people uh, actors will give you is to think of a set scenario. Mm. Right? Uh whether is it uh, your grandparents die, your dog mm. die, uh but it usually has to do with death, lah, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so um I cannot relate to that very often. Sure. Um it is a it's a personal thing lah. So okay. because of that, that advice don't usually help me. Yeah, yeah. Yep. In any case, I think Ita's roles generally weren't very serious. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I don't uh, really do a lot of crying scenes or something. Um, yeah. Again, and and that's then that's also a good transition to the next segment, right? Which is yeah. on like the pressure to perform certain roles 
expectations. It almost seems like it was either always comedy, always you being the not really a mm. clown, but like a comedic persona right. there because of the way perhaps the way you look. Was that was that part of the play as well? Yeah, so okay, so I, I was round I was round since yeah. young, right? So um uh okay, so anyway, children's shows were not meant to be very sad. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. So so that was part of the environment that I sure. grew up in. So because of that, um when you're around, it naturally restricts the okay. amount of the type of roles that you get. The easiest is always comedy, right? Because yep. um, uh, uh, a fat kid uh, struggling is always the is always yeah, yeah, the ballpark for slapstick, <laughs> right? Sure, so sure. um, so yeah, it, it just happens that I get that a lot, right? So, but it's also easier for them. Yeah. Uh, in uh, it's easier for them to cast people because uh, I fit the look immediately. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. even need to, uh, I don't even need to uh be good acting. Yeah. For to achieve the particular role, so because of that, um, uh, I I usually get typecasted lah. Uh, okay. whether is it uh the fat kid, the blur kid, the fan blur kid. Yeah. Uh, usually it's like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're generally blur and and then yeah yeah slapstick, but. Again, I guess this also can be drawn to like a bigger lesson on roles and expectations, right? Some people, mm, especially mm. some audience, whether it's youth, slightly older, they feel pressurized to fit the certain more because people know them as that. Or mm, they are really mm, like, mm. okay, they're known for that and uh, it's hard to break out of that and you feel like that's your identity, you will lose opportunities or you lose validation because of that. Yep, I'm not sure yep. whether you felt that pressure to fit into that. Uh, okay, uh, I... I I think I'm a bit similar like you, uh, okay. because I I have a very strong type A personality also, oh, right? Uh, but um, yeah, for context, type A personality is just someone that, uh, very work obsessed, yeah, uh, stressed out, you know, competitive, right, and just wanting to achieve, like, Naturally, is associated. Type A's are more predisposed to like mental health issues, like, Because yeah. of uh, so. Uh okay. Uh, mine was slightly different, right? So um, I I pride myself in terms of competency, right? So usually, if people think that I cannot perform, right, that actually uh hurts my ego the biggest, yeah. la, right? Uh, but I I grew up with a relatively complete self image in the sense that my parents, because I was good at acting since young, so, okay. uh, or at least I was acting since young. So right. um, you know how parents usually do the compare with your of course, relative yeah. things. Uh, I never cared. Because okay. I, I always had something better than them. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So because of that, my self-image was very, Diverse. very complete. Okay. Yeah. So uh not say complete, but uh in a sense very grounded towards something. Interesting. Um okay. so so I like even when like cousins have like better grades than me, I, I you don't, don't care because yeah, you care. have something else they are competent in that yeah, you say that. Yeah, okay. I I because I always knew that I'm like it's a it's a, yeah. it's a thing, but I always know that at some point there's a thing that I'm always better mm. than somebody right. else. Okay. Uh, so uh I never never faced too much of a down period. Right. Mm. But uh um my only down period comes well, whether it's on set or whether it's in school or whether it's in work is when mm. I believe that I can do something. But okay. uh if people challenge me on that thing uh, saying that I cannot and there are evidence to prove it, then it's very hard for me to accept it. Yeah. Okay. That's my that's my that's my pro issues la, that I usually sure. face. Yeah. Mm. Okay, we we're gonna go a little bit deeper already mm. uh, into I know you faced sort of an identity crisis later on in your acting yep. career, so to speak, right? But uh, before that, I guess we can do something a bit more lighthearted. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, let's talk about fame and recognition, but before I show you some pictures that I prepared. <laughs> hey, I didn't <laughs> prepare picture no. I thought that was a spell of people. I almost took it no, away. No, no, no. I, I, I uh, folded it so you couldn't see. But um, yeah, let's talk about fame and recognition. Like, Were you recognized? Because you were back uh, then, you were... Yeah, yeah, I was. So, um, for for context, right? So, yeah. uh, I acted in a show called On the Fringe. Okay. So, uh, uh, it was a. Uh, it was your favorite performance as well. 
Yeah, in it some was. Sense. It was. It was. How should I put it? It it was a very famous show yeah. for some reason. Uh, partly because there was a lot of hot guys and hot girls inside. Yeah, the. Sure. Uh, it and was you the, added to that, right? Uh, you no, added. obviously you know. <laughs> you obviously uh, increased the. Right, the right, mean. right. Yeah. What what a nice way to put it. Yeah. What a what a what a you wonderful way to make mean. your guests feel welcome. Right. So uh so if for context, right? You know people like uh Edwin, Ian, yeah, uh Kimberly Elizabeth. So so all of them were uh, were doing the same mm. show. Then we are all around the same age, right? So um, yeah. So that show really made it big. Sure. Because of that, I get more recognized. Like previously, I was really recognized because I was doing yeah. children's shows, right? So, so my fan base were usually like very young girls or <laughs> aunties, right? Usually, it's no not somewhere in the middle, right? Um, but yeah, so uh, I did get uh more popular, like, in a sense. Okay. Uh, not that a lot of people will come up to me and ask for autographs, but mm. uh, in in a sense that people do recognize. Nice me. Yeah, okay. but uh, sometimes it's also a self perspective thing. Mm. Like um, at, at a certain point, I started feeling like um everybody. Everybody looks at me and discuss about me. Mm. Yeah, even though that might not be the case. Uh, yeah. Mm. Uh, um, so so and yeah. not necessarily in a good way, or you feel like uh, in general, even in school, like with people said, "Hey, Ita, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I remember very clearly. Uh, there was this guy that I almost got into a fight with. Like there was some disagreement, right? Okay. Then the next day he come to like after I did the show, right? Cause we we are the same year, but right, not right. in the same class, right? Okay. So uh, after that, then he really come to me. Oh, hey, you do very good. And then I was like <laughs> thinking, I'm I. I almost fought with you like two two years ago. What are you talking about? Yeah. Right, right. Then the person just like don't don't remember me at all. Yeah. Mm. So so it was a it was a very interesting phase of life, la. Yeah. Okay. Was there anyone that uh you know had a different uh <laughs> anyone that you know developed an affinity to you? If you know what I mean. Uh no way. I I never never got into a relationship. <laughs> I I never mm. understood why. But yeah. Okay. Maybe it's a personality thing. I don't. Know. Uh, yeah. So there's no girl that expressed your affection for you. Uh. Say, hey, Ita, I find you. No lah. Really if cute. if there is, then it was too subtle for me to notice lah. Mm. Yeah. Then you didn't pick it up lah. Uh, yeah. uh, yeah. So <laughs> if you if you feel attracted to me, please contact me down below. Yeah. I'll slide into my DMs if you know. Yeah. That's a very simple statement. <laughs> but yes, yes. Uh, yeah. Please do. Ida is open. <laughs> He's open to share his experiences and insights. Uh, he's very nice person to talk to. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you're uh, if you're not fast enough, you might get snapped up. Anytime, okay. Um, not not by me, <laughs> but uh, by yeah, me, yeah. my might might be my yeah, now that we are working together, yeah, no much time for anything else. <laughs> okay, but so okay, so of course, uh, you got uh, we got recognized. So speaking of recognition, we're gonna do a. I printed out some pictures of you. Oh my god! From various shows, what you're gonna do, right? Is that I mean, he's gonna edit it into the screen so you can see lah. It's too small, obviously, to see. But uh, I'm gonna tell you, you're gonna basically, I'm gonna show you some pictures from various shows, and your job is to tell me what line were you saying. Oh, I <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, at least, at least uh, a, set, a little bit lah. At least the scene. What is it about? Uh, maybe uh, set the scene lah. Set the scene. scene, scene, scene. Then, yeah, I would, yeah. then after that, I'll review to him what's the line. Oh my god! About. Yeah. Okay. This is the first one. Uh, oh yeah. This is jump right. So okay. uh, I I remember this. So uh so jump was the tv series that i did uh, immediately after on the fringe so it was a skipping rope uh it was a show about double dutch right, right. so it's about competitive skipping rope, rope la, yeah. right so that particular scene uh was about uh was me talking to one of the other female actresses mei chi yeah mm. right so uh yeah, yeah she's actually uh pretty cute right uh, if, <laughs> yes, if you yes, yes, all yes. one of you all can go it's and a good way Instagram, to promote yeah. the show yeah yeah also. so uh, apparently it's still on youtube yeah please don't take it down with the call. please don't take it down for hey, copyright it is, it is on youtube yeah. that's how i managed to find right. it because the me watch is i mean i know Ida can't say this but uh i guess i can because of a neutral party but man 
I watch more advertisements than, than the show. Eh. Yeah, so uh, all, all these comments are strictly by Kevin Wee and has no co- relation I mean, to Poita and Rebound Resilience. I was basically like 4 or 5 a.m. trying to get to, trying to watch ETA shows and I couldn't because the thing took so long to load. But I'm glad like, I managed to find at least some of it. That, that uh, So yeah, sorry, going back to the rope. Right, right. So, yeah, what so, was the scene about? Yeah, so that scene, uh, I can't remember, but it's either me depressed or she depressed Then we were trying to cheer up each other. Something along ah, those lines. Oh, nice. Yes. Uh, she was she wanted she wanted to quit Jump Rope. So yeah, your, yeah, your line was your line was uh you uh quit in Chinese? Uh Fu, I think. Yeah, Tui Fu. Ah, yeah, it just sounds Jumping like, rope. It really just sounds like me, uh, like the, the way I speak also around the same. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, good. You passed the first one. Now this is the second one. Right. This is the more recent one. Are you ready, Ida? Yeah. There we go. Oh, okay. So this is the latest show that I did, right? So uh, it's Classmates, right? So uh, on Classmates, I play Leonard. Uh, actually, yeah, it was one of the most fun I had on a, on a set. Uh, but yeah, so I play Leonard, a very intense uh, geek. Yeah, I, I would say geek, right? So uh, there was the... Is the scene. Photo? Oh, right, this, this scene. scene. Um, I... Oh, yeah, right. So this is the editing... Oh, editing I remember. Yeah, uh, editing side, right? Because... Uh, I tell you, my co-stars were damn funny. Uh, really? the, uh, the, the two, the two Malay boys. Yeah, yeah. Wow, they were the best co-stars ever. Is it? Oh, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. right, right, Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Two of them on the comedy roles with you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, they were, <laughs> they were damn good. Then, uh, so basically it was editing, right? So we were supposed to submit a bubble tea school project. Then uh, we were editing. Then they were just having fun. Then I was like stressing out. Yeah, yep. Yes, you, you were talking. <laughs> no, you specifically were talking about how. Editing is an art. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so there was a lot. Right, right. I, I remember. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Which okay. Which kind of represents you now? So, so, so on on um so on classmates, there was a lot of weird moments of me like giving a very passionate speech. Yeah, So, yeah, so yeah, that yeah, was yeah. part of it. It was about how um videos creating videos and storytelling is a is an art form, right? It has to be uh eh? you're very inner body. Yeah, like, yeah. Basically. I was a, I was an I was a nurse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then this particular one is you wearing a Greek. Sash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember what you were doing. Right. So, uh, so yeah. <laughs> so, eat some so, cinnamon. So that scene was um uh so so it was the same episode, right? So um the 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 context was that me uh our, our group and the other group had a side bet lah that uh whoever whoever lost the competition has to uh if they if they lost they have to play the game with me. If we lost, we have to do the uh, the cinnamon challenge and whatever challenge it was, right? Yeah, so yeah. so somehow it became both of us doing it at the same time, right? So I remember clearly the the rope thing, right? I, I basically I, I was topless, lah, basically, right? Then yeah. I almost <laughs> had to go bottomless too, yeah. But really? yeah, wow. yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, so it was uh, it was really just a curtain. Wow. Yeah, it was really just a piece of white cloth. Then, then oh, nice, nice, nice yeah. budget there. Yeah, yeah. yeah but- <laughs> But you were cheering for something. I can't remember what. Oh no! They were cheering for me to eat the. But after uh, that, you said something. All right. So basically, is to like get started with the game. Those type of. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Very very intense intense way of starting the okay. game. Yeah. And uh, of course, if you're not listening, if you're listening to this on Spotify, you can go on YouTube because we'll edit in the scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, it's the last and final one. Wow! Are you ready for this? This is the. You should remember this, lah. Okay. This. Uh. This is your. Right, first. so this is my first first row. Yeah, uh, I I remember, uh, I remember very clearly the the soccer scene actually. Yeah, the because yeah. uh, we are we are having fun. Then um, because the the cast were were the each wind was a bit white. 
Right. Yeah. So so there were some that were like seven, eight, right? Then yeah, yeah. Uh, the the eldest was like twelve. So okay. so she really just became like our sister and taking care right, of everybody. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. She she gives us that vibes actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are you I still in touch with some of them? Uh, actually no. Yeah, I really? I met the I met one of the female, the younger female ones. I uh, see. Because okay. she's also in media line. So so right. I think I met her once in media corp after that. Yeah. Ooh, good yeah. stuff. And this is you being cute, lah. Yeah, basically yeah. telling her to uh, not be so angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so for that, for for that show, right? I uploaded the 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 photo on my Instagram, right? And yeah. Then uh, the 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 girl that I met, the yeah, the mother it. commented was commenting. Ah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So ah. yeah, social media does bring people together. Yeah, it does like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, do check out Ita's Instagram. Some yeah, so it's poor underscore Ita if you want to follow it. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's gonna start putting in more uh, content soon. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because now I have a boss chasing after me now. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we are co, we are co partners here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. Right. Okay. So uh, the fun part is it's over. <laughs> Fortunately. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, for for those uh not interested in my personal life, you can leave. <laughs> you can leave now. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I guess we are gonna transition into the more like you know um darker parts of acting. Mm, and mm. just talking about it. I know you didn't really face that, but I guess I'd like to talk about it from actor's point of view right. and also eventually transition and talking about your own challenges la, with, with identity and, and everything. Mm. Uh, but acting, does it affect your emotional state? Because, you know, I've read that actors, they really get into that role, mm. whatever, and they play it and they really chose off their emotions. It, it actually does. Uh, not, mm. not particularly for me because mine usually happy-go-lucky and stuff mm. like that, right? But um, I, I, I've... Uh, all the stories are very common, right? Mm. That um, uh, once you get into a role, especially if you relate it to a, mm. to a lot, um, the the you will expose a certain level of vulnerability to people. And mm. uh, once you relate into the role, especially if it's something more intense, right? In, uh, like just for the show alone, right? Uh, if if you talk about like things like depression, right, or whether is it um, mm. uh, mental health issues, yeah. right? So once you go into that role, um, it you. It's like it's like in uh it's like the movie Inception, right? Uh, okay. at some point you will, it's very hard for you to differentiate what is what what your emotional state is supposed to be. Okay. Then because of that, uh, there are some actors who suffer from it, right? Actually, yeah. um, actually most actors, most of the successful actor actors, right? Globally, if you, if you see right, the the more challenges that they face in their real life, right? The the their act. The, their, their skill level oh, yeah, becomes better and better. Right? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Even though it's not supposed to be the case. Even though your acting skill should be independent. Independent, right. Yeah. Nice. But, okay. but it, does, it does expose you to the... It does expose you to the range of emotions that you right, can have. Right, of course. Yeah. I see. Um, of course, tying it back to yourself, right? Uh, yeah, can we can you talk about the part, you know, when the state where you were in... Probably the lowest point or most directionless point in your life? Oh, right. So, um, yeah. So when I was, um, 16, right. So, so I just finished on the fringe, then everything was popular and stuff like that. Mm. And uh, I just finished my O levels as well. So I, I personally was never the type to study, even though I could study, but, um, mm. the, I, I always wonder why am I studying? Cause okay. nobody explained to me why studying was important. Yeah. Right. So, um, uh, I, I know la, like, that studying gets me a degree sure. and get me, get me, um, gets me to where I want to go. Yep. But uh, it doesn't give me a direction in life. Mm. Right. So so I remember clearly when I was P5, even before 
even before I did a lot, uh, even before I did a lot of acting, there was a period of time where I went on holiday before before mm. the school ended. And once I come back, uh, the teacher was asking me why why is your attitude towards learning change? Um, I didn't give the uh, answer to a teacher because like I'm okay. just asking for it, right? But uh, in my mind, it was very clear that why am I studying for? There really isn't a point for me to study, okay. right? So so it intensifies after all levels, right? Because I finished the finished the show, I got popular. I was on newspapers, yeah. um. Uh, the, then I got fame, I got recognition, right? Yep. So, so uh, th- there were a few parts to it, lah, right? The first is, of course, uh, I didn't know what I was doing with my life, right? I, I was just studying, I was just acting, but mm. uh, the exposure of acting breaks a lot of connotations, uh, like what society sure. tells people, right? So, uh, your parents always tell you, right, that uh, you study hard, then get good grades, then you'll find a good job, yep. and that should be that should be the end of your life, right? Yep. But, um. Because I was acting right, my my schedule was very different from a nine to five. Mm. So because of that, I was exposed on a very very from very young that um there was a disparity between what people are telling me and what is my understanding. So okay. because of that, um, there was a bridge that I cannot it, I cannot bridge it. You see? Okay. So because of that, uh, uh, it it confused me. Okay. Right. Then plus um, plus the the fact that the fame came. Sure. Right? So um, I never. I never really understood um, the correlation between acting and fame. Yeah, yeah. Because so, you told me also that it doesn't bother you much, right? You were saying that you wanted recognition more than actual. Yeah. Fame. So so um because I wasn't doing anything special. Is it? Yeah. I was just doing what I think is normal. Yeah. Then when the fame comes, then uh back then I cannot process it, right? But yeah. there was there was a certain level of imposter syndrome, yeah. like in the in the sense that why do I deserve this fame? Because okay. to me, um, that is not an achievement. Yeah. Right. Uh, I want to be recognized that uh my acting is good. Right. right? If my if my peers, if, if fellow actors tell me that hey, I did a great job in a mm. particular role or particular scene, or that that makes me very happy. But if you are just telling, if you are just saying, hey, hi, uh, I recognize you from TV, then I yeah. can only I I can only small small and say yeah, hello, yeah, hello. Yeah. yeah yeah thank you thank you right, right. right. but um that it that it really doesn't click right okay. so uh because of that um yeah so so it came to a certain point where I realized that actually I I don't know who I am right yeah. and I don't know where am I going right so because of that it was a uh, pretty challenging times uh. then um it, it bridged over you see so uh when I was JC uh the reason why I didn't do well for my A levels was because um. I, I still didn't know why I was studying. Mm-hmm. And my identity was very... Uh, I, I didn't have the identity. La. So because mm-hmm. of that, um, there wasn't much point for me to study. So so I always remembered that um, when, you know, like JC, there were a lot of random breaks, right? So uh, because I took a very, very weird combination sure. uh, in terms of subjects, right? So I had a lot of breaks in between classes. Okay. So uh, you can always find me in the computer lab just watching YouTube videos. And mm. uh, that was the time where people started... Uh, Taiwanese countries started uploading um, uh, variety shows onto YouTube channels. Sure. So because of that, I started watching a lot of uh, variety shows using right. that that fun atmosphere to numb me. Yeah, yeah. right. So that's where the escapism kind of came in, right? You just yeah, yeah. avoided it and then you just went into yes, something. Yes, yes, correct. So um, actually watching videos is a very big part of my life. Yeah. Uh, partly, uh, actually there's two parts, right? One is for me to gather a lot more content. Right. The, the absorbing. This is the productive time when I watch, uh, whether it's regarding to yeah. acting, whether regarding to information or stuff like yeah. that. But there's the other side where I'm just escaping. Right. So um, usually the shows I watch then are like more fun, more happy. Okay. Um, it, it really does, uh, it numbs me, right? Because I'm, when I'm watching the video, I'm not thinking about anything else. Yeah. Yeah. And of course that wasn't, I guess, you couldn't continue that forever and you had to kind of slowly come out of it. So I think we want to also mm. talk about how you slowly, uh, you know, saw things from a different 
perspective. Right. So, uh, uh, I wouldn't say I get over the problem because uh, yeah. it does, it still comes back. Um, if I if I'm playing a handphone game, most probably I'm trying to avoid something. It's 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 a uh, it's a clear sign. Mm. But um, yeah, it's just that uh, now I okay. Uh, there was a very big turning point. Uh, mm. in a sense, because uh, uh, when I when I went to when I went to NS, um, government wise, they 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 control your time. They stuff mm. like that. They set a particular direction for you, lah, right? Mm. And then if you if you are sort of that buy into whatever the army is trying to tell you, right? Then it's natural, right? Yeah. They set the direction for you. Don't you think too much? After that, then uh, I started pursuing a lot more on personal development. It started mm. because I was um because I didn't do well for my level, so I was yeah. looking uh for other ways to improve myself so that yeah. I can uh possibly succeed in life. Yeah. La, right. So so I started reading a lot more. Previously I was reading previously I had a habit of reading already, but I was okay. reading a lot of fiction. Sure. But because of because of the experience I started reading a lot more self help. Mm. Right. Then uh, my friends introduced books to me and stuff like that. But uh it, it still took a very long while. Like um even after I started reading books, it took about like four, five years yeah. before I start to start to be okay. Uh in yeah. terms of uh yeah. personal development, in terms of truly understanding what uh what I really want. Yeah. Um so yeah, so you passed me one of the books, remember? The yeah, the yeah, A Man yeah. A Man's Search for Meaning by uh Victor Frankl. Yeah, it's a great book by the way, you should definitely yeah. check it so, out. So uh so I, I wouldn't say I truly understand what I want now, but because of that book I stopped I stopped thinking why am I here for. Okay. Right. I I, I still search for meaning. I, I still search for the reason why I'm doing for what what I'm doing. Mm. But I don't uh how should I put it? I don't uh It doesn't yeah, it doesn't bother me anymore. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't bring me back to aspire anymore after reading it. Yeah, the spiral is horrible, by the yeah, way. Which is right? oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, if you're, you're if you are facing the same issue as me, um, I, I really do recommend that book because yeah. it, it really does, um, put a whole new perspective. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would yeah. Say. Yeah, for me some context, right? Actually, he's re- he's written by Victor Frankl. He was a psychiatrist back in the Holocaust, la. So for that context, a lot of Jews, so millions of Jews, were killed in concentration camps. So he actually wrote the book of his experiences in the concentration camps. Um, he talked about people who have a meaning to live for, who have something to live for, had a higher chance of survival compared to those that did not. And generally, the, the mind-body connection is very strong. So he talks about that yep. also. Yeah, um, I remember. Check it out. Yeah. I remember very clearly the quote from there. That was the quote that I took away from book. Like, yeah. I, I can just burn the book, but I always remember this quote. Right? It's, yeah. it's not asked uh, what is all. Is you shouldn't be asking what your meaning of life is, but uh, at the end of the day, uh, what you show that your life has meaning. That, that's mm. the, it, it wasn't, okay, I cannot remember the exact quote. No, but yeah, I get you. It's yeah, it's to, yeah, it's to use your life to show, meaning, show the meaning. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, once I read that, then I, uh, it just clicked. It just yeah, naturally it does, it does. Yeah, that, yeah. That's also one thing that really struck out to me, right? Because so mm. much times we are searching for meaning and it is important to seek, right? Mm. But it's also, sometimes about creating that for yourself, like yep, experiences, yep. memories, mm. and like serving, yep. then generally you realize, hey, I have certain value in me mm-hmm. to give. Um, and I think that's, this theme is explored in a lot of other podcasts and a lot of other episodes as well. La. So yeah. uh, stay tuned also for the next episode. Yeah. Uh, one, one of the wisest men I know, Hong Ming, right? Uh, yeah. One of our mutual friends as well. He, he told me that um, it, when you when you are searching for life, right, you need yeah. to take a, uh, you are searching for meaning, you need to take a step back. And you look at yourself, right? And and ask yourself, are you doing exactly what you can, mm. all you can to, to find meaning in your life? And that really struck me, right? Because um, 
you you personally will know right how much actually are you doing and how much you are actually faking it sometimes yeah, yeah. sometimes is sometimes uh there are cases where it's, it's easy la, for me to say oh yeah i don't want to do this because i don't know don't know yeah. uh, what i'm doing it for and stuff like that but at a certain point are you truly searching for it that, sure. that's very important and um uh, from there then you can start to slowly accumulate the knowledge and one day you will click uh. then wow. that's my process yeah well, I think we should put this in a snippet. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's what I was saying. You know, Ita definitely has things to really add value. Not just he's beyond just his laughing and making you laugh. <laughs> Even though that's also part of his yeah. personality, which yeah. I appreciate a lot. Yeah, that, that's my charm, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, um, that's it. I think it's always a journey. It's not like mm. we found an answer, right? We are yep. sharing from experiences. And uh, yeah, transitioning and winding down to the you know the final part of the podcast, right? It's really talking about that meaning and uh, how you found to where you are today, right? Like, what was those apart from like you said reading, searching, right? Mm. What other factors helped? Because someone might be in a similar position, asking how can I get out of it. Mm. What other factors helped you to get it? There? I know, I know, mentorship and coaching was one. Yeah, so uh, mentorship and coaching is uh, definitely a big thing. Uh, yeah. Even if you're unable to get a mentor or coach, you need yeah. to you need to allow yourself to succeed by mm. creating an environment that's suitable for yourself, right? Mm. So uh, environment, uh, two ways, uh, right? Physical environment and uh, mental environment, right? Physical environment can be like, uh, you know, just clean up your room, right? Yeah. Uh, if, you, if your room is too messy, right? Usually it just means that your mind is messy. It's a reflection. Uh, actually, it's a, it's a reflection. It's right? interesting we mentioned that because behind us is... Yeah, I know, right? Uh, next time <laughs> I know reflects our yeah. state now. Yeah, like next maybe. time we will show you a BTS <laughs> of what is happening that we are okay. seeing, right? So, but yeah, so... um. Having having uh people around you that can advise you is actually very very important. Okay. But part of the reason why I got an identity crisis right is because there wasn't people that I know cannot help me in in terms of what I'm going through. Mm. Right. So uh my parents were just working right. Then yeah. um then school teachers are just school teachers. Yeah. Right. Even though I have very good relationship with my school teachers, I, I would say, but um they wouldn't they they weren't in the uh right. Uh, they cannot help me. They cannot help me in terms yeah, of my of context. Yeah. So because of that, uh, that that partly that partly was the case, lah, right? So for people who are looking to to grow themselves, right, actually, your environment is very very important for you. So uh, whether is it the books that you are reading, the the audio books, uh, or podcasts, or yeah. whatever things that you are absorbing, right? So hopefully, rebound with resilience. Is you read my that. mind. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, that that is one of it, and the people that you talk to, it uh, yeah. if you cannot expect. Uh, one one thing I one thing I learned from a friend is that you cannot expect one person to fulfill all your needs, right? right? This relationship, but it's also the same thing. You cannot expect one person to help you in terms of every way, whether is it social, yeah, whether is it mental, and whether is it uh, spiritual. Yeah. If you are into that, right? So um, so yeah, so get new friends, right? your Yeah, get new friends, meet more people. Uh, I, I wouldn't say network because it's a very cliche word now, sure. but uh, really just uh, get to know people from different industries, okay. and uh, really. Because there are people who are further ahead of you, people that are um, behind you, right? So if you just reach out to more people, definitely there will be people Sound that like, yeah. you can learn from. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, um, I mean, I didn't speak much on this podcast because I really want to give more airtime to you. But yeah. my my life has been tremendously shaped and changed by the people around me. In fact, saved also. I mm. wouldn't I even mm. go as far to say my life was saved from insanity right. because of the people around me. It's the strength of my social connections. Mm. Um, and I guess you know you're gonna reverse and host me the next. Yeah, stay tuned to the next episode, <laughs> okay, guys? Um, because we are gonna share my story in detail. But of course, today is about you, um, and I hope that gives you some perspective also. Um, so with that, 
uh, you... Well, let's go into the final few questions, right? Of course, personal development, like you said, is a huge part of your life. Uh, why? Why do you value personal development and growth? Mm, I would say that... Uh, okay, so previously, there was a search, right? So okay. currently, my, my stage of life is I look at personal development because it's essential. Okay. Um, how, how should I put it? Like, uh, this links to spirituality a okay. little bit, right? It's, it's, the, it's the fact that uh, being developing yourself, right, is really just uh, bringing you back to where you are, right? Mm. Uh, it's really, it's really about uh, completing yourself as a whole. Mm. I, I, this is how I feel, lah, right? Um, whether is it reading, whether is it listening, uh, growing yourself uh, allows you to be able to sustain yourself through life, lah, Really, um, yeah. uh, I may, I may be rambling a bit here, lah, because uh, usually I don't get asked this question, right? Sure. But um. Okay, just just for me as an example, right? So my identity is built of competency, right? Mm. Where, whether my skill level is enough and stuff like that. So personally, uh, personal development helps me understand that that's not the end or be all. Right. Right. Um, so uh, it helps me to be better as a person in terms of how I do relationships, right? right. I, I'm Previously, I would get into arguments with yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Like, I knew your, your personality yeah, can be a bit abrasive. Yeah, there was, there was a, a very <laughs> serious time, right? But... Yeah. Um, Personal development and uh, really learning about myself, right, allows me to uh, don't have the same expectations, right? Because right? um, it, it's very logical, you see. A lot of things that uh, you don't, you cannot expect people to play by the same rules as you mm. do. So, uh, but I wouldn't have been aware without uh, personal development. Yep, yep. I would have just been the, hey, why you never do this guy, yep. right? But now I say, oh, okay, I understand. So you don't want to do this, huh? Right, then, yeah. then we can work something out. Sure. Right, Makes so sense. so that is that lah. But I still get angry. Not that I don't get angry. Of course, right? of course, yeah. I'm not. I'm like a, not like a Tibetan monk. <laughs> then, you know, woo, but um, yeah, yeah. it does it does help me in terms of that. Then uh, it does help me build better relationships. But uh, more importantly, it also shows me how I can grow. Right. Uh, one thing I realize about um me going to like a spiral right is when I realize that um I cannot grow any further. I see. Right. Uh, okay. there was no uh. How should I put it? Uh, I heard this quote from somewhere before. Uh, uh, depression is about uh, not being able to see a future for yourself. Okay. Right. Whether mm. is it, uh, it's not it's not exactly like, oh, I will not live until tomorrow. Yeah. Right. But it's more importantly, it's like, um, okay, so why do I have to live for? How yes, can it's, I, it's how partially can I, true. How can yeah. I move forward? Right. Mm. So personal development, just by showing me where I'm wicked, wicked right, actually shows me a future forward. Right. Yeah. So because of that, it does push me and does help me forward and really, uh, make my life better. Love like, it. I love it. Sense. I love that. Yep. Yeah. I really, really I resonate with it so much. It's like a mirror, right? When you're yep. reading this and it's like a mirror looking back at you. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh wow, this is Ita. There's right. certain things I need to work on. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if I take certain steps, I can become an improved version of myself and grow. Mm-hmm. And, and the nature, you can even argue that the nature of um, beans are either growing, they're either growing or they're dying, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, of organism. So, I think that is a huge part of personal development. Um, I would say also, uh, to add, la, at least from my experiences, there's sometimes when I review gaps, uh, when I read and review gaps in myself, there's this creative tension between where you are and where you want to go. And that also creates anxiety if it's not managed properly. Mm, like for yeah. me, at a stage that I am at now, right, expanding the podcast, expanding the business, the more I realize how much I don't know, I also feel that, wow, that anxiety. And if, I'm not, if I don't keep it in check with appreciating the process and gratitude, that can also spiral into something else. Yep. So, so just beware of that also. Yeah. So so for me, I do feel the same way also. Because yeah. uh, my actually I feel that much stronger because yeah. um I'm at this stage of life where I'm just trying out a lot of things, mm. trying to build something for myself, right? Yep. Uh and uh for people who know me, uh I, I'm the type of person that knows a little bit about everything. Yeah. So because of that, right, I feel that uh 
I know a lot of things, but at mm. the same time, I know not enough of a lot of things. Mm. So because of that, the the, the tension is there, Really, the, the 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 pressure is there, especially if you are if you are trying to work, right? Now, mm. because if you are in school, it's like oh, never mind, I feel great, right? Yeah. But now you are dealing with uh, whether is it clients, yeah, whether is it bosses. Mm. So so the 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 stress is real, lah. The stress is real. Okay. Um. Uh. So how so, do you manage that? Uh. For me, uh. Really, is about putting it forward. Uh, uh, okay, so I subscribe to a lot of theories that, uh, a, a lot of uh, teachings of by this doctor called, uh, uh, by this, uh, oh, actually, what, what's his job? Di Martini. Yeah, Dr. Di, Dr. John, John Di Martini. He's a professor, right? as in he, he's a doctorate, but he's a polymath, basically. Yeah, so he he, re- he basically knows a lot a about lot, everything. He's, he's like Ita on drugs. <laughs> it's insane. So basically, you can do Google Dr. John Di Martini. He's, he's a polymath. Polymath is someone that is like, you know, Da Vinci, right? They are good in multiple areas they're well read and by well read I don't mean just books they really read like research articles dive mm. deep into the topic yep. and they synthesize principles across different fields right, into like a product that can help somebody yep, yep. Or, or just essentially something that's tangible right? yep. so so with regards to that right so so he, he talks about what you value and what you uh. don't value values are basically priorities yeah. like, right so uh, I realized that uh, actually a lot of the pressure that I add to myself, right, it's really things that I don't value also. Okay. So I learned to either manage it or drop it, right? Mm-hmm. So if, if uh, there will be a trial period, la. I'm the type mm-hmm. that I will like, whatever things that are presented to me, yeah. I'll, I'll try out for a while. Then, then we'll see how it goes. Except right? for this. Right? Except for this. <laughs> right? Except for this. You read my mind again. Yeah, yeah, right. So, uh, so yeah, so I will try out, right? Then yeah. if, if it's not something that I value or if it's not something that I... I, I see potential lah. Yeah. I will just drop it lah. Right. Mm. Uh, I might feel stressed even after I dropped it. Mm. But uh, it does give me more space for me to do other things that I truly value. Got it. And uh, which is uh, slightly different lah, right? Uh, from what people people teach. Right. People teach you have to take Stick take it. take the take the crap from your boss. Right. Mm. Or whether is it you need to struggle yeah. to to find it. But at the same time, if you don't love it. If you don't like it to a certain extent, then maybe it's the not struggle is be meaningful, la, Yeah, the sense. struggle, the struggle yeah, must yeah. you must see some some the the point yeah. of it, la. You must see some. Uh, you know, yeah, for sure. I think you know what it. Uh, you know, we are probably gonna talk about values in uh, future episodes. We have yeah, an episode. Yeah. We have a sec- new segment coming out called Life Hacks with Ita. Right. So if you like what he's talking about now, there's gonna be a lot more episodes. We talk about specific topics like you know, basic communication, relationships, public speaking, um, resilience, really things that you can take away by a short 30 minute segment. So yeah, do sub to the podcast if you enjoy what you're listening. But today is really just a teaser. Yeah, yeah. So uh yeah, uh this is on YouTube also. So if you if you love what we are doing, do subscribe to our channel as well. Like, because we are con- continuously trying to create content for yeah. you guys. Yeah. And uh, I guess rounding off, uh, we, we are gonna talk about the future for this channel and uh, of course your vision for your future. Last question, what is your future vision and what you want to use your platform for? Right. So uh, as of now, my vision is to really tell great stories. Mm. Uh, my my interest is in producing content, right? So uh, I really do want to create uh, strong content uh, for for things that matters, right? Mm. Like um like why I come on board on rebound uh for rebound with resilience also is because I see value in the message that you're trying mm. to convey, in terms of uh, helping people when they're struggling yeah. when they need. Cause um I do know that reaching out to different people might be harder for introverts. Yeah, right. it's a it's a natural thing, right? So having another platform where they can reach out for resources and stuff like yeah. that definitely will help them, right? Um, I I, I love producing content because I I think in pictures, right? So so um, so it, so it does fulfill me in that way, nice, right? And then uh, okay. there are other there are other brands that I'm working with also yeah. in terms of uh 
great messages that they're trying to convey. Sure. Yeah. But this is the top, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I cannot make yeah. you sit on set, yeah. but I mean, I mean, he's here, so I'll say that. Yeah, but but I'm so grateful for Ita. You know, um, I mean, definitely tune in for more. Hopefully, bring you all greater stories, not just about us, but really about people. You know, mm. one thing I realized about hosting this podcast, right? Yes, we may not be bringing in money yet, yeah. but um, it's just so amazing to be able to hear people's stories. It's yeah. so like to me, it's one of the. I mean, at least for me, lah, it's it's really a purpose of life to love and be loved in return. Mm-hmm. And, and hearing people's stories allow me to connect and feel them and really understand people la, yep. and appreciate them. Yep. So um just so so grateful to be here doing this <laughs> with you, yeah, especially. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't have asked for a better partner, really. <laughs> okay, um Yeah, so I guess I guess wow, I think really that comes to the end of our podcast for today. Um Itai, have anything else to say to the um, our listeners. Yeah. So okay. So just some final words for people who think they're struggling, la, or yeah. things that uh they they can relate to my story, yeah. right? So how can I help you with that? Um, at a certain point, you you have to understand that you are not alone, sure. right? Every human being goes through this process, right? Um, but if you are struggling, actually, there's a the other side of it, la, which is at least you are aware enough to know that you are you are struggling, right. right? The the worst position that you can be in is not being aware of what is happening to you. Okay. Right. So, uh, at least you are aware. Then reach out for resources to help to to help yourself, or at least get uh, get find someone that can help you. Uh, and you also have to understand that searching for meaning, searching for purpose, takes a very very long time. Right. Mm. Um. Most people spend their entire life searching and not finding a meaning. Mm. Um. So don't expect it to be like a three to five month thing or even a three to five year thing. It's always a continuous process of working on yourself and finding out what truly, what do you truly want and what do you truly prioritize in life, lah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Thanks. That, yeah. that, so, I was listening to you until I forgot. Now, hosting. Right. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, yeah. Just ending off on my on my side, right? Like I said, I've spoken enough about Ita. You definitely hear more from him, but he's someone that. Um, has a lot of wisdom and a lot of uh, you know insights to add to your lives uh. so and I will definitely do my best we'll both do our best to read up improve ourselves so that we can provide value to all of you yep. yeah um, that's our commitment and of course the last thing is stay tuned subscribe uh, the next episode will be me reversing the roles and Ita will be hosting me I'll be sharing my story with with depression with, with mania uh, depression, y'all might be familiar, but mania really is the opposite of depression where you get into a very high state where your sense of worth is inflated to the point where you forget. Like you essentially have no grasp of reality and you think everything you do is correct. You have no barriers or filters, almost zero barrier or filters. And that led me to do really extreme shocking stuff. So um, yeah, tune in to really understand more about that and hopefully you can relate and help someone else in that position as well. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, so with that we come to the end of this episode. Stay resilient. Yeah, and just just for a final plug, okay. Uh, we we have a few channels, right? So do search us up on Instagram, uh, Spotify. Do subscribe if you if you yeah. are audio audio files, right? And uh, if you are if you are somebody who looks at videos, do subscribe to our channel Rebound Resilience and like and share and definitely comment on and TikTok also recently. And now yeah, we and yeah, yeah now we, gotta we are planning to do a TikTok as well. So so something that uh if a uh, younger audience might be better related to. So, yeah, but do comment on what topics that uh, you feel that is helpful for you guys. Yep. And on our end, we'll definitely try to produce that. Lah, right. We are here to serve, basically. Okay. Yes. Scare right. See you all. Bye.